0: Last time on Knights of the Ruled Table, the new knights in Castor City made some trouble in the markets before Alistair showed them the lavish headquarters of the local knights' branch. They began the investigation into the suspected bad guy, Dan Brecht. Meanwhile, in Red Basin, the heroes had a close call with an enormous sandworm and a fight with some bad bugs, but won the battle thanks to a new dashing ally of Remy, Cass Eilhart. We'll check on them in a bit, but first, back to Castor City to see how the heroes stake out their contact, Danbrecht. How many times do I have to say Danbrecht? Guys? Danbrecht. Danbrecht, Danbrecht, Danbrecht. Just play the music.
1: going to check out this luxury club and casino on the other side of town. Uh, You're all going to need to kind of wear, how shall I put this, more formal attire. (gasps) Yes. Deidre, you have an eye for fashion. Maybe you can help everybody get dressed.
2: Oh, I've been waiting for this moment. Yes, I've got it sorted. Uh, Tell me, uh, what is your selection of satins? I'll need some silks. Uh, Perhaps a few linens just for the linings. And do you have any tweed?
1: Uh, He kind of goes over to one of the walls and he kind of opens it up and you see that there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of weapons, a bunch of magical items. There's a bunch of uh, armor and uh, other stuff uh, kind of on this wall, like a cool spy behind the wall type of um, get up. But you see that there's also a bunch of uh, clothes in there of varying uh, styles, sizes and uh, materials. So he says you can have your you can have your share here.
2: All right, I can work with this. Okay, Uh, line up and uh, we'll get everyone sorted.
1: All right, so it is time for the uh, first ever uh, Knights of the Realm uh, fashion show. (laughs) Are you really going to let me do this? Yes, so um, (laughs) Deidre, you get to decide uh, what everybody wears. You can describe it in uh, any sort of detail. If anybody has a certain preference on what they wear, uh, kind of want to have for input, uh, we can do that as well.
2: It's it's cute for you to offer, but I don't know that how much they would get a say in it. But
1: <laughs> perfect. As we roll, let's go ahead and uh, everybody roll a d twenty and add your charisma modifier.
3: I got a seven.
1: Uh, Seventeen.
0: Sixteen.
1: I got a sixteen.
0: Thirteen.
2: I have a plan. Okay. Do you want do you want me to describe I, what we're working on here?
1: I do. Go for it.
2: Okay. So for Biscuit, uh, we're going to go for a nicely uh, tailored uh, vest over uh, just a, a crisp, almost like think like a mandarin collar, um, a white shirt, and, uh, some just nice dark trousers, very understated, um, but kind of trying to give him a little bit more of a neckline despite uh, his shorter stature there. Um Yeni uh, would have a, a dark emerald green uh, type dress um, that uh, is a very conservative cut uh, for her, and uh, some uh, a rhinestone choker, uh, black rhinestones to go with that. Um, Eric's is going to be black on black so we're gonna have a black tie on a black shirt very kind of like chic uh, modern look with that Uh, and then Igneous is going to have a red ruff that gathers uh, around the neck uh, that's pinned with a small brooch uh, right in the chest area and a black cape uh, very operatic with that (laughs) and uh, Deidre, of course, is in a slinky uh, red dress.
1: Duh. All right, you're all dressed. And Alistair steps out and he is putting the cufflinks on a black tuxedo. His uh, long hair kind of uh, put into neat braids in the back. And uh, he says, Let's get going. And uh, before he goes, before you guys get going, he pulls out uh, a mat, He this really nice box. He opens it up and he says, uh, these are sending stones uh, that work on a network, and they're small enough to fit in the inside of your ear and be undetectable. So here you guys go. You each take one of these micro sending stones, pop them in your ear. We'll be able to communicate the entire time while we're in the kitchen. Call them a sending pebble. The sending pebble, exactly.
2: Oh, Jeff, you're having too much fun with this.
1: And uh, you guys roll out and um, you'll need to think about what weapon you can choose to have, what weapon you might have that would be concealable on your person. Alistair also has uh, an array of uh, kind of smaller weapons if anybody needs to take a dagger or a, a hand axe or something small.
0: Hey, Alistair, you got one of them uh, bag of holdings that we can uh, put some stuff in, maybe, and and you know that might be a little bit bigger.
1: He goes, oh yeah, sure, and he uh, he gets uh, two of them, and so uh, if people want to put their bag of, I'll take one. All right, great. I'll, I'll
0: I, uh, uh, I can put your rapier inside of this bag, and you know if uh, if if the ball drops, I can just uh, pull it out and throw it to you.
2: All right. Very well. But uh, just as a safety uh, measure, just in case we get uh, separated, perhaps I can sneak a dagger into the bodice of my dress.
1: All right. So you guys are all uh, loaded up. You guys are looking dapper, looking fine as heck. You... um Come outside of the headquarters, and a carriage uh, has pulled up—a horse-drawn carriage—and it is super fancy. Uh, the door opens; you guys hop in, and you ride across town. And um, depending on uh, your background, this is probably the first time that you have done something this uh, fancy and regal. And you're you're kind of uh, really so, yeah. Except for Deidre, right? Um, this is—you uh, guys see that Deidre is very comfortable. Uh, this is very ordinary for her, but for uh maybe our friend Biscuit, this is a little outside of the ordinary. Uh, <laughs> people are in the carriage, and I'm like, "Wow,
0: look at that. Oh my gosh, look at that! Hey, did y'all see this? Did y'all see that? Did y'all see the the ceiling of this carriage? It is. It is made of
1: velvet. And like as you guys are riding, like people are looking at you. Like children are kind of running after the car. Like it's, it's, it's very out of the ordinary for, uh, you know, this kind of fanciness, uh, even in a big city like this. And eventually, you guys kind of uh, get to a nicer uh, part of town. You see that it kind of uh, the streets get wider. The the uh, street lamps are uh, fancier and uh, we're yeah. while we're riding
0: in the carriage, biscuit is gonna cast uh, dancing lights, but it's sort of like a purple um like under, <laughs> like, un- like around it so it's got the sort of like you know club <laughs> like black light atmosphere inside of the
4: carriage.
1: All right. You guys rock it. You're, uh, it's looking, you guys are looking fly. Uh, it's awesome. You guys, uh, roll up and finally you see that there is this, uh, long line of carriages, uh, that are coming to the front of this, uh, absolutely palatial kind of, uh, front of this building and, uh, the door opens, somebody opens the door for you and, uh, you step down and, uh, you're now in front of, uh, the Casino de Andre. All right, and the doors uh, swing open, and you see uh, you are fitting into a crowd here playing uh, card games. People are playing roulette. There is uh, all of this gold-changing hands. People are coming by with champagne. Uh, As soon as you come in, uh, you are uh, welcomed by somebody, and he says, Hello, welcome, please. Welcome to uh, Casino d'Andre, the finest casino in Caster City. Uh, what's your pleasure tonight? And Alistair kinda uh smiles and he uh he takes out what looks like maybe fifty gold and he uh shakes his hand. He says, We're looking for uh we're looking for the high rollers section. And he says, Yes, of course, right this way. He takes you through the floor and you guys are seeing all of this revelry happen. Just uh it's a real sight, I'm thinking like uh what is that, Cantabite mm-hmm. on uh in last year?
2: Gen- uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so kind of like kind of that vibe, very uh, very vivacious, very fun. You see that there is a guard standing by this uh, this one door, and uh, there's a velvet rope in front. and He uh, moves that as the concierge takes you guys through. You step into more subdued area of the casino, and you see that there are six different card tables set up. There's a few kind of maybe craps tables, some other parlor games happening here. And uh, you see that everybody's a little more serious kind of here. And he says, oh, thank you very much. And the concierge uh, takes off. And Alistair kind of turns to you guys and he says, okay, here's who we're looking for. He's a human. He has a scar on his left eye. He wears a, a ring that has uh, a, a purple stone on it? If you if you hear him,
4: tap your ear and let us know. Uh, Yenny starts randomly pointing at people. Is it that guy? is just Yenny. Is it? Is it that? What about that guy,
1: Yenny? Why don't you stay by the door, and if anybody does anything, you can be ready to attack, okay, Yenny?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm gonna immediately start working the room.
0: Uh, before we do that, I, I'm gonna cast um, find familiar, and kind of, kind of craftily, uh, sneakily to myself, and I'm sorry, sa- I say okay, Dooley, you, you, you got to help me with this. And this little um, tiny spider just kind of uh, forms in my hand, and he kind of looks at me, and it's like this albino spider. And I'm like, all right, you you take the high ground. I'll, I'll stay low down here, okay? And he kind of you know does a little spider nod, and he crawls up the wall. And he, he sort of looks around um, you know, and, and from, from the ceilings and stuff. All right. So I got a little
1: familiar spider that's helping me look. Very cool. Okay. So for this, everybody roll a perception. 21. 10.
0: Okay. 3. Uh I rolled a 16 and duly rolled a 2. He, he he's pretty high up so he can't see
4: much. Okay.
0: <laughs> Yenny got a Nat 20.
1: Hey.
0: It was that guy.
1: <laughs> it probably was
4: somebody pointed <laughs> to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right and so uh you guys begin kind of work in the room you start to kind of play some of the games uh you're trying to play it cool looking at people uh as you're assessing all this um And as it turns out, uh, Igneous, uh, you sit down at a table um, to play a card game and uh, it seems to be some variation of like a poker type of game. And uh, you get dealt in and uh, you're sitting there and you look over and you see that uh, as somebody plays, uh, you hear this voice um, say, call. And uh, as he flips over his cards there, uh, you see that he has a a, a ring on his hand that has a purple stone on it, and as you uh, look at it, you see that uh, he indeed has a scar on his eye.
5: I'll uh, say that's a, that's a nice ring right there. Where'd you uh, where'd you get that?
1: He says, "None of your business." And he kind of goes back to playing his cards.
5: I'll uh, I'll finish the hand. How do I do?
1: You did not do well. Oh,
5: damn it. All right. So I'll be upset about it and I'll stand up, push away from the table and walk away and then tap my ear pebble. I uh, I think I got him sitting at the the card table over here.
1: All right. You see Alistair uh, get up and kind of uh, walk over. He sits down in the seat that you were at. He begins to play. After a little bit, he same type of thing. He wins a couple hands and then he gets up and he kind of steps away. And he says, "Yeah, that's him." All right, everybody, we're gonna just kind of follow him, see what he does. With that, you guys are in the room. You're kind of seeing him, watching him, that sort of thing. Eventually, you see him uh, get up and kind of walk to the back. And there's a uh, there's a bar there, and so he comes up to the bar and he orders a drink. Meanwhile, is at a table and he's like, "Hey, y'all have um y'all have Jack Straws
0: or um marbles, uh, Fox and the Hound." drop the hanky man y'all don't have any of the games i grew up with come on now <laughs> so this is a high roller casino table uh, uh, wait wait do y'all have a limberjack? Oh, well, it's two tables over yes
1: oh oh great
3: <laughs> arx is gonna head over to the bar
1: all right you come up and uh you see dan brecht uh, is waiting on his drink and he's uh, already put a few gold down on there what's your order whiskey neat
3: And after my own heart, I'll take one of those as well.
1: I haven't seen you around. Are you new?
3: Yeah, I'm just passing through town.
1: Mm. You're not with these yahoos who came in, are you?
3: Which yahoos are those? There's a lot of yahoos around here.
1: Uh, Well, to that person. And he points over to uh, Biscuit, who's playing, uh, what was it? Hanky Down? Limberjack. Yeah. And he's. Limberjack. you you kind of getting Limberjack, and he's uh, getting carried away and, and kind of winning and
4: going, or whatever.
3: Do I look like the kind of person that hangs out with a person like that?
1: Fair enough.
4: <laughs>
3: no decorum whatsoever. Name's Arx.
1: Dan Breck, nice to meet you.
3: You as well. What do you do, Dan Breck?
1: Oh, I do what a lot of people in this casino do. I make money.
3: Again, got a lot of common.
1: What about yourself?
3: I like to make money, find money, take money, mm. whatever.
1: That's very interesting. You know, um... You said you like to find money, take money. When I can, yeah. It's interesting. You know, I have a bit of, uh finding and taking that I like to do as well.
3: Oh, good pill.
1: Well, if uh, you were in the market for um, some merchandise or need to get rid of some merchandise, uh might know people. Maybe we could do business sometime. Maybe. How would I
3: find you if I needed to get in touch with you?
1: Well, you can come here anytime. I'm here most every evening. All right.
3: Well, then maybe I'll see you around. Pleasure.
1: He says, pleasure's mine. And he um, goes in to uh, give you a handshake, but you see that he's maybe uh, moving his hand a little further up your arm. What if we shook hands this way? It grabs your forearm in the handshake that Alistair gave you, turns over, and he sees uh, that you have your uh, knight's tattoo. You see that he also has a knight's tattoo. He says... Which side are you on?
3: Well, gee, I didn't know there were sides. I thought we were all knights together.
4: Mm.
1: I see. And uh, he lets go. Huh. And he says, um, well, enjoy your drink. He begins to walk, not back to the table, but over to the other side of the room, where there's not kind of any tables like that. Alistair over the stone says he's making a break for it. He knows not the night. knight. He knows we're here.
2: I'm going to uh, interject and bump into him and spill my wine on him.
1: He says, Ugh,
2: God, watch where you're going. Oh, I'm so sorry. So please forgive me, please. And I'm going to grab his arm and try, uh, please allow me to buy you another drink. I'm so sorry. I get so crazy when I'm tipsy. He
1: says, no, no, it's fine. And he kind of uh, pushes you aside. He says, I, no. I, I need to go.
2: And he... No, darling, darling, please. And I'm going to grab his wrist.
1: He, uh, he sees you doing that, and uh, he says, I said, I, I said good day, and he pushes you away. Do I, do I, can I hear this happening uh, or see it? Uh, you notice that uh, some people are starting to kind of notice the commotion going on there. When he pushes uh, Deidre away, he turns and uh, heads to a door at the very back and uh, pushes it open and uh, starts running at full speed out the back of this building. Can, can I can I cast something before he gets
0: out? Uh, yes. Or does, does that mess up the narrative? Nope, cast. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cast a uh, whole person if he's within 60 feet of me. Okay, well, uh, you're going to roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay, 12. Uh,
1: save is 15, so he fails. All right, so he uh, is going for the door. He begins to uh, pull it open and just... Caroline. As the uh, last bit of him kind of uh, heads out the door, um, DJ, you see that he uh, freezes instantly and is held right there. Hold up there. <laughs> uh, Alistair uh, kind of rushes over and he says, Get him in the hallway here. Move, Move out, all of us. You guys all kind of head towards the back and kind of make a ruckus. Alistair kind of picks him up and takes him out. Um, you guys are now kind of in this hallway that's leading to kind of like a back room or maybe there's a kitchen or something like that. And he pulls him a little further and out another door. And you guys are in a alleyway. Dan Brecht is kind of frozen in this position. Kind of like uh, picking up a like a G.I. Joe. You just, Alistair just kind of takes him and uh, sets him up there. He says, so this is Dan Brecht. Is that right, Rx? You were talking with him.
3: Yeah, it's Danbrecht, all right. At least that's what he says. Nice work, by the way, Slingshot.
1: Oh, no
0: problem, Claus. Thanks for using the nickname. (laughs) Hey, fun fact about this spell. You can actually move the person. They just can't actually move, so we can put him in whatever
1: position we want to. We can, you know, put his hand on his hip. He can be a little teapot. He uh, kind of uh, gets out a piece of uh he gets his handkerchief uh out and he kind of ties his uh hands ties Dan Brack's hands kind of behind him and puts him down uh on his knees so okay. that he's um not as exciting but that's fine <laughs> look we got a job to do we got to get information from him how long does this spell last can you undo it yes i can uh it it, it lasts for about a minute so it's about to wear off right about and you now. see uh he kind of uh comes to you and tries to struggle he says, no use. We got you cornered. Now, you're going to tell us everything, okay? Danbrick kind of like looks around. He's uh, very nervous and uh, sweating as he goes. And he says, just let, okay, let let my hands go and I'll explain everything. And uh, he says, I don't know. I think you can talk like that. He says, I'm not talking until you let my hands go. All
3: right. Ark is going to extend a claw and put it up against, uh, Dan Breck's neck and say, if you move, you die. And then indicate that we can go ahead and untie
1: him. Alistair undoes the, uh, bindings behind and he kind of relaxes and says, okay, what do you want to know first? Were you the one who ordered the, who gave the information to Vilnius? He says, yeah, that was me. And he says, uh, tell me about that ring that you wear. Dan Breck brings it up and he says this ring, this ring here. And, um, he kind of shows it to you guys and you guys begin to look at it. You see that it's a, uh, it has a, a purple gem on it and it has this uh, symbol on it. That's a triangle with almost looks like a mist kind of swirling around it. He says, yeah, it's a, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, it's, uh, this ancient God. I bet that uh, a lot of you haven't uh, heard of it before. He says, it's very powerful magic. And he, uh, strangely begins to kind of hold it up to his uh mouth and he uh i'm gonna i'm gonna squeeze my
3: claw in as he starts to move that towards his mouth uh
1: you do and he uh forces it anyway and he pops the stone off into his mouth and uh, he bites down on it and it shatters and um he uh instantly begins uh foaming at the mouth and coughing
0: get out get it out of him he, he's trying to he's
2: trying to give himself the shivers come on we're we'll trying to grab it out of his mouth
1: all right so you guys try and uh, grab it out of his mouth but uh you're kind of pulling and uh he's biting down and it's it's a real mess and finally he uh he just falls down limp
3: i cast spare the dying ooh <laughs>
1: You attempt to cast that on there to try and uh, stabilize him in some way. What's very apparent is that whatever, whatever the thing was in which he ingested worked more than chemically, maybe magically, has completely zapped all life from him. Oh, man. That, that was a good try, though. That was a good try, Claude.
3: Wow. He, uh, he did exactly what I said. He moved and he died.
0: He didn't want anybody to know what was going on. What, 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 what was about it you know what he was doing
2: well there still might be something to learn from him and i'm going to go and rifle through his pockets and his person and see what we can find on him
0: did he did he uh did he tell you anything like when you were drinking with him like did he say anything that might be helpful
3: he asked me uh what side i was on
0: like like what side you were on of him like on the right oh, side oh he or? meant
3: which which team of knights am I playing for, is what I think he meant.
0: So he wasn't working alone. Well, he mentioned something about some god when he
1: lifted up that purple ring. Uh, can I try to identify the ring? Can I cast identify on the Sure, ring? you'll have to do it from memory since he kind of bit that stone off, which is um, what had all of the...
0: I'll thing on. I will try to all right, do that. Go ahead and roll uh,
1: Arcana. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, 17 plus 7, 24. 24. So, um, it is a symbol you have seen before, you know, that it is the God Leros and you know that it is some sort of nefarious God beyond that. You'd have to do some more research to know exactly the specifics of how that God, what that God is all about.
0: Hey guys, this, this, uh, symbol, this triangle symbol that he had on his rank, it was, um, Leroy's. Um, it was, it, he's a real bad dude. I, I I'd have to research him a little bit more, this Leroy guy, but, but he is he is no good. He's a god that is nefarious. I had a friend
3: named Leroy. He ran into a fight and died right away.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that, but I mean, this guy is a god. And uh, we don't want to mess with him
1: if we can't help him. Leroy's DJ as you search uh, his person you find you know stack of gold coins you find you find a, a dagger that he had had as well so you you wonder about the security of this place specifically and mm. you also find uh, a very fine piece of parchment that's folded up and uh, on the inside you see that the only things on there are uh, a time and a place and a date that is in the future
2: I will share that with my compatriots and I will definitely pocket that gold. So how much gold am I getting?
1: 35 gold. And it's for tomorrow, 5 p.m. at um, a place that you're not familiar with, but maybe is in town. Holy smokes, ho! Hello, listeners of The Roll Table. This is Jeff, your DM for Season 4. Wow, what a great episode. We're going to get back to it in just a second, but some announcements, some awesome things to tell you about. Uh, One, I want to give a big shout-out to Matt Acevedo coming in, helping us out, playing Cass. Alehart. we're going to uh, continue with him, and we're going to have some great adventures with him in the next few episodes. So I'm super excited for him to be a part of this, and thanks to him for joining us on this in our uh one of our first episode our first episode in 2021 this is very exciting here we are in the 2021 year and a big shout out to Matt Messerman you know him he DM'd our holiday special so much fun the island of misfit toys if you missed it go back and listen it was a lot of fun to listen to that hey we're so glad that you guys are listening the best way to support us is to leave that rating and the review on whatever podcast service you're listening to with right now. Okay. Get on there, leave a five star if you can, or if you go, if you only got four stars, that's fine. We'll take three stars. We just need any, any stars, please. Rate and review helps us climb so that more people can discover us and get to know us. We have an Instagram and a Twitter. It's at Roll Table. You can use the hashtag Roll Table to help get the word out. Join us on our Discord server. We have uh, we talk with our fans. We talk with people on there. We share tips for how to make pizza. We uh, put up artwork before it drops on the other channel. So it's a really cool thing to come and check out. Join that Discord server. Look for it. It's Knights of the Roll Table. The combat music featured in this episode was made by Weston Gardner. You know Weston. He's Arcane Anthems. A link to what he does, Arcane Anthems. You can beef up your D&D sessions with some awesome music on his Patreon. So go on there, Arcane Anthems. Check that out. All of the awesome art for our characters and maps is all hand-illustrated on a computer with his hand by Chris Daly. You know him. Uh, he's awesome. He's at, known as Dungeon Heads on Patreon. You can go on there. You can get a commission done. You can uh, check out his gallery of free character art if you're looking for something. But go over there and check it out. Support Chris and his awesome work. It's Dungeon Heads at Dungeon Heads. And you can also catch Chris on the podcast Comic Book Keeper. So look for that as well. Uh, great podcast Great work being done there And if you have any feedback or questions Want to put an ad on the show Contact us It's of the table at gmail.com Look, we know we are not the only D&D actual play podcast out there And we honestly thank you so much for listening And giving us a chance And uh, spreading the word and listening We truly, truly appreciate it Now, go out, but stand And make life An adventure.
6: I pull my sword out of its guts and clean it on my my cloth, the blood off my cloth, and I flip my hair up and I look at Sarsa and I say, are you all right?
2: I am now. Hello. Hi. uh, Oh, that was... That was amazing. Hello, uh, I'm Sarsa. This is uh, well, hi.
6: You all, hello, hello. It's so it's very nice <laughs> to meet you. I am Casselhart, and
2: I she definitely puts out her hand like palm up, and like,
6: I I get I like grab it and I I, I kiss it on the back of the hand. <gasps> yes. and I say, my lady.
2: Remy
1: comes up and knocks your hands out and says, "Get onto the rocks." <laughs> Get onto the rock. Oh, go, oh, go of course. Go. Uh, yeah. Quickly, quickly. All right. Never,
2: ever, we, we'll All do right. that too. You guys,
1: <laughs> you guys quickly, uh, scramble up, uh, scramble up onto the rock, onto the staircases. And as you turn back, the, uh, the last bit of the sand, uh, begins to fall as the dunes, uh, are, are shaping and moving under what must be that colossal, uh, worm, uh, the rumbling slowly, um, goes away and, and travels away. And um, you are now in the, the village of Quince.
6: Are you all knights? I can't believe it. I've never seen anyone step up to the challenge when it's presented in front of them. You must be. You must all be knights of the uh, realm. Oh, uh,
1: Remy. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> sorry, I am Remy and uh, Cass. Um, <laughs> uh, not all of them uh, have been inducted uh, as of yet. I am a woodcarver. I am not a knight.
2: Oh, but but I I I am I, I I am a knight, knight of the realm, and and my uh my friend Jarek over here is also a knight of the realm.
5: Hey, I, I'm Jarek. If I had uh gotten to draw my sword in that fight, uh, I also would have done some really impressive stuff. Really, cut those worms apart. Um, I use a sword, also. Nice to meet you. Um, I have the thing, kind of gestures to his oh, arm. Oh, of
2: course, <laughs> right. Temple. But tell us more
6: about you. Well, oh, I just must say, it is, an, it is an absolute honor to be in the presence of members of the Knights of the Realms. You to be among your presence is is a, a dream of mine. And Remy, I can see that you've been quite busy with with the, your own travels. I didn't know you went to go join
1: the knights. Well, uh, yes, of course. Uh, duty calls, as you know. You kind of do like the like. Uh, do we? Do we? Handshake? Do we hug? Do we do a thing? And then finally, he's just like, "Oh, okay." And he gets, he puts his arms around you and gives you a big uh, get, in and, get in here, you and uh, no,
6: get in here. Uh, <sighs> oh, man.
4: I'll get in there. Uh,
1: <laughs> there. Yes, come here, come here. Uh, Remy kind of uh, withdraws. Us. Yes, yes, very good. Um, now. Carver looks down and and
0: to uh to branch and says, "Are they attacking each other?" Uh,
3: humans <laughs> like to do this. They like to uh, uh, touch for for reasons.
0: Should we embrace our chests as well? Uh, is this a ritual of some kind?
3: Uh, no, that is uh, their thing.
0: Then I will not.
1: Yes, but uh, uh, introductions is- are in order, and um. Uh, everybody, this is uh, my former protege. Fought many battles uh, with him, and I'm uh, honored to call him my friend. This is Cass.
6: It's a pleasure to make everyone's acquaintance.
3: Uh, hello, Mister Kiss.
2: Greetings. Hello, Mister Cass. Oh, oh
3: hello. Uh,
6: well, you all fought quite bravely. I, you, these people, owe you a great
3: debt. Uh, do we know why uh, the uh, worms were mad? Uh, worms uh, do not usually like to eat humans unless the humans are mean to them. Where are you from?
5: <laughs> hey, this is, could, we, uh, could we talk about this
0: indoors somewhere? Maybe, Maybe over some a
5: pipe. Or some water. Yeah, like food. Do they have pockets here? Is a
0: little boy still around?
2: Uh, you guys I thought he got returned to his owners. <laughs> his owners?
5: A, a
1: stranger
0: <laughs>
2: took him to his <laughs> parents. <laughs> what is, I mean, is he still
0: owners. Is he watching or is he still in sight somewhere?
1: Um, you guys uh, look up you guys <laughs> no look up into a second story window and you see um a mother and a, a father hugging a child and they're they're kind of like, Oh, I missed you so much, oh my gosh, you can't
4: ever run away like that again.
1: And um you kind of uh, <laughs> Like the parents don't really see, but he kind of looks down at you guys, and he does. He give us a he thumbs gives up. gives a big old thumbs up like that, and so you guys
0: kind of
5: closure, a job well done.
0: Carver will um, kind of pull out something from a, a a bag that is a knapsack that he has, and and it's and he hands it up to Chisel, his woodpecker, and it, it's gonna fly it over to the kid. And He drops this little wooden carved um, bear. Uh, into the kids' hands, and chisel flies away.
4: Aww.
1: Oh, you hear some 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 laughter, and the parents uh, uh, are so elated, and it's just a, it's a real nice moment. It feels feels good for everybody's soul, and um, the village begins to kind of reopen up. You see the w- the uh, window shutters opening back up, doors opening up. It kind of seems like maybe this is a pretty common type of occurrence around here. Not everybody's. You know, some people are kind of rattled, but um, things begin to kind of open. You see... Uh, a- it's like Californians with an earthquake. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, it's just whatever. <laughs> uh, you see somebody come out and put a, a sandwich board back out, uh, you know, that says um, Jeremy's Pub. and
2: It's uh, a pub. I want to go there.
1: All right. So uh, you guys uh, are able to... Um, Come in, uh, sit down, have a meal, have something to drink. So um, finally, uh, some sustenance for you. So everybody who had um, exhaustion before um, are, is able to uh, recover that. And um, Remy buys uh, rounds of drinks for ev- everybody. And um, you uh, have a chance to kind of uh, relax.
3: I'm going to use a hit die. I'm going to use two hit die. <laughs> There we go, okay, I'm back up to 66.
2: So Cass, you're out here. Are you all by yourself? I mean I can't imagine, you know, a handsome fella like you being here all by your lonesome.
6: I am. Unfortunately, I'm actually in search of in search of someone who took my family.
2: Oh no, there's a family. <laughs> I mean your family is oh, not no. here. That's that's what I meant When
6: be. I say family, I should be more specific. I'm talking about my mother, father, and my younger brother and sister.
2: Well, that is absolutely... No, no, children. Terrible. Oh, so sorry to hear that.
6: Fortune is upon us, as I am fortunate enough to meet all of you.
2: Sir, I am mm. sensing your
0: pulse is rising, <laughs> and your temperature is slightly quivering. Are you all right in need of medical assistance?
2: I'm... Um. Not medical assistance, love. I'm I'm, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> we get Cass, it, I, Cass. I don't mean to uh, to rush anything or or um, to belabor any points or to be rude, but I understand that you um, I understand that you know the way to the temple of the Shamaran.
6: That's right. I actually uncovered a map to it. Uh, let me. See. Uh, and let I me see. Out. And,
1: uh, has has he mentioned the Temple of Shamaran? Was that new? That's uh, new to you guys. And um, he kind of sh- looks if- at Kast, is This over here is this the? Uh, is this where we are? This is Quince right here. Oh yes, yes, this yes is it right, right here. Good. Okay, this is brilliant.
6: I. It took us a long time, but we finally found
1: <sighs> it. This this is very important. We we have to get the artifact within here. Um, it'll be a real help to. To really know what's going on.
6: How long have you been traveling with these? With, with well, these we, picked folks?
1: Up, uh, we picked up we picked up Carver and Delith uh, just just yesterday, and uh, I've been traveling with these other knights here, um, geez, for must be six, seven weeks now.
6: So you made quite an adventure already.
1: Hasn't been exciting.
6: A lot of sand.
1: Lots and lots of sand. That's for sure. Once we can get in, that each person here uh, has a special. It's a special ability, a special tool that could help us in um, acquiring this artifact. So it's all coming uh, together.
3: M- Mister uh, 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 Remy, uh, what what are what is this temple? Why why do we go there? What is the artifact?
1: The artifact we're looking for is called the Helm of Pure Insight. It is a uh, one that is so powerful that it can allow you to perfectly understand somebody's intentions whether they are able to hide it with magic or not it's a very powerful item and it's rumored to be lost rumored to not even be true but we believe we've tracked it down and with Cass's help i know we can i know we can find it we can find the temple of the Shamaron where it rests and we can recover it
2: it's a shame we don't have my ship anymore because that would have been perfect for traveling out there
1: well, with the uh, sandstorms that tend to blow up around here, I would I would hate to damage the the, Pleasant Squall 6.
6: Is that so, your group so name? The, the Pleasant
1: Squall.
2: <laughs> you were so close, but um, no, that was... I had a ship. i have a ship.
6: I, I raise a toast. The the town of Quince, tonight we celebrate the Rays of Quoth. For they are the heroes who helped
1: save this yeah, town. No, but, the uh, people in the bar kind of like look at each other and like... What is
2: he talking about? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. To the Razor Claw! Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: no.
3: To the Razor Claw! Hey, Razor Claw, yes.
2: I'm confused, but I'm just going to keep drinking the space key.
3: Who, who, is, who is Razor Claw? Is this a human I did not notice? I oh. think
1: it's us. Wait, what? <laughs> Remy finishes his drink and he slams down his (laughs) mug and he says, very well, lads, let's get to it. Back out to the desert. We got to find this temple.
0: Carver kind of gets up and walks out, um, of the bar since he hasn't really eaten anything, doesn't need to drink. And he just kind of looks around the town and, and, uh, he's kind of scoping out for, you know, what, what the, what the vibe is in terms of, um, is there industry is there like people selling things on the
1: street like so it seems like it's a pretty small village there's maybe um 100 to 200 people who live here there isn't there doesn't seem to be much like big industry or really fancy shops or um anything like that you see some people kind of selling wares you do see that um there are several big uh, kind of woven baskets that are full of this glistening, shiny, almost looks like a uh, big uh, wads of like fishing line. Um, that kind of like silvery, white, reflective uh, material. You think it might that might be the sandworm silk that is harvested. That that might mm. be maybe one of the things that well, they sell here.
0: Carver will approach the uh, merchant that's selling the silk-looking material and say, "What is this material that you are?" S- selling.
1: He uh he kind of looks at you weird in a very kind of uh, a broken common. He says, uh, "Sandworm silk." Sandworm silk.
0: Is it a type of protectant or something for fastening things?
1: Uh, he kind of looks confused and uh says, "Uh, six golds. <laughs> oh,
2: uh,
0: my name is Carver. Hello, six gold.
1: <laughs> <And> he's. <laughs> Uh, very confusing he, he kind of points at this at the silk and says six gold the Carver points at the silk and says
0: what do you use it for
1: he kind of uh listens a little more he kind of uh, takes a little bit and kind of hold it up like uh like clothes He's like ah like this and kind of like gestures like a pillow clothes like soft
5: Jerich <laughs> will walk up and Cast detect magic and, uh, just kind of, like, check out the silk, see if it's special in any way and any other items that are around and see if anything has some magical properties.
1: Oh, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty scant. You don't detect any magic on the silk or on the, uh, any of the items that are being sold in that area.
5: Carver, I think it just feels nice. It's like, uh, probably some sort of a luxury item. I would not want to be a sandworm silk harvester, so, uh it makes sense that it costs a pretty penny.
0: I do not know what feels nice means. So I will <laughs> I don't think I need this.
5: It's uh no, probably not. It's uh soft in texture and 6 gold?
1: Why would I? Guess if you had a little bit like more. This. 6 gold? 6 5 gold. No, thank you. Mm, 5 gold. Uh, um
5: <laughs> 3 gold. 5 mm, 3. Okay. You take care. <laughs>
1: He kind of uh, he kind of uh, throws his hand up and he kind of says some stuff in a, a language you don't fully understand. Whatever it was, maybe not pleasant.
5: It's probably a bit of a luxury item, co- considering it's, I assume, very awkward to harvest. You know, feels nice on flesh, skin, and... Uh,
0: I do not have flesh or skin.
5: No, I've noticed. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I love your toys, though.
0: Jarek, do you... Are you a member of these Knights of the uh,
4: Role? the, sorry, said sorry, the
0: sorry. name <laughs> of <them>. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I do the logo a lot. It's in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you a member of this Knights of the Realm that Remy spoke of?
5: Yeah, that's kind of an awkward question. It's usually a little bit more secretive in that situation. but
0: um, The very loud... Boisterous man seemed to indicate that he was a member and asked if you were also a member. Uh should I not inquire.
5: Well, I'm kinda sizing you up, Carver, and and I trust you and, and uh Yes, yes I am.
0: What does this mean? Well I'm does it give you purpose?
5: I'm still figuring that out myself a little bit. At least the idea of the organization seems to be that like they look for people that do good and uh, stand up for others when it happens, kind of like that kid out there, you know if, if that's in your nature already, then you're sort of a you're sort of a knight whether or not you uh, have the title or not
0: I do not know my purpose I have been lost
5: What happened to you, Carver? you don't remember anything
0: I was found in a small town not unlike this one and was reprogrammed to make these small toys. But I feel I've been finding these abilities that I have built into my programming. Like when I threw that knife, I did not know it would come back. It is something that I made
5: yeah, that was pretty impressive.
0: I am not someone that has ever fought before I met you, your party,
2: but I liked saving
0: those people and that young man.
5: Well, Carver, you seem to have a lot of power and abilities, maybe that you don't even understand yet. And uh, I mean, from what I've seen, you you are determined to use them for good, which is which is admirable and not a choice everyone would make so I mean from what I see I'm proud to stand beside you
0: I will also stand beside you as well maybe until I find the person that constructed me and I can ask them more questions about what my purpose is
5: well that sounds good let's do that
1: agreed meanwhile back inside the pub Yes.
6: tell me about yourself I pull out my cards. I pull out, I have a little deck of cards in my pack. I pull them out. I start shuffling them and dealing for uh, for Go Fish. <laughs> fish.
4: <laughs> oh. Game of Heroes. <laughs> well, you know, I come from the northern regions. I've gone around, and stolen a few things here and there, and stolen. You know, I,
6: I whisper. I get closer. Stolen a few things.
4: Oh yes, yes. Have you ever heard of? Um, emeralds. Yeah, oh, yes. Well, uh, okay, so I don't know how emeralds work here, but um, if you go over to the western side of of the uh, uh, most forested region in this continent, oh, yeah. um, oh, okay. the way people look at emeralds—it's kind wow. of—it's—it's it's kind of like a little weird, you know? Like they really look at them, and so they're right. th- th- because they happen to be so very into emeralds, right? Oh, yeah, you yes. can get away with telling them that mm. they're um, magical in properties uh-huh. when, in fact, they're, they're incredibly <laughs> abundant. Mm-hmm. From uh, all right, do you have a two, maybe? Yeah, he got me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and That's how you and win it. Go fish. Bra- Branch
3: could go and get a fish if there was water, but we are in the desert.
2: Branch, why don't you go get another round?
3: Yes, Branch, and make
6: it quick, because we have an adventure ahead of us. We must... I shouldn't yell this. I-, I have a problem where I just yell my secret out loud, <laughs> and I had to be more careful about it. Or else know that we are all going to the temple.
0: <laughs> 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 Shama, Shama, <laughs> Shakalaka. Branch
3: Branch returns yeah. with a bunch of waters. Ah, <laughs> uh,
6: yes, thank you. As good as alcohol can be, you must make sure to counteract it with water. Oh,
2: that's disappointing.
1: Remy comes back from the uh, restroom and he says um, all right it is time it is time we uh, get going
2: right, don't we don't even you... get to rest up I mean I, I, we've been traveling for so long I haven't slept in a proper bed in a long time and
6: if you'd like <laughs> I can carry you and you can sleep in my arms
2: oh yes I would like that very much <laughs> Thank you I, I'm on board I I, I respect this decision. Let's go.
1: All right, let's let's find all uh,
6: right, uh, Carver and Jarek, and let's get out of here. Hop in. Uh, is it nighttime? <laughs>
1: uh, it's kind of um, afternoonish.
6: Okay. It, the The weather outside night still be warm, but when it gets dark and cold in this desert, know that my body is like <laughs> a heat a heated flesh blanket that'll keep you
5: warm throughout that cold.
2: Well, I don't know how much experience you have with tea flames, but we do tend to run hot.
5: Okay, okay, flesh blanket. Let's go, Derek. <laughs> oh, says as he walks back in.
6: I'm, 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 car- I'm literally carrying, I'm literally carrying, like, like, like carrying Sarsa like a like in my arms like a baby. You know,
2: she's just like smiling like so stupid big. <laughs> Harver sees this, this and, like, and says,
0: "If you would like something that feels nice against your flesh, there is
4: worm <laughs> <laughs> Over, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice
6: man. laughs> oh, I, you shall, Perhaps you all should p- pick up some warm silk because that'll keep you warm when it gets cold. And the the desert is a harsh environment. I'm sure you know. You it, 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 it gets very cold. So maybe you should have something that keep you warm.
2: But I thought you said you were my flesh blanket.
6: <laughs> I, I'm I'm only one person.
3: Uh, there are many of us persons here, and we could all keep each other warm. This does not seem like it would be a problem.
1: Remy steps up and says, to be clear, everybody, we are not, we are going to be in separate tents tonight. I, I don't feel like I need to be chaperoning you, but if I need to, I will. <laughs> our lives are at stake. The lives of thousands of people throughout the realms is at stake. We must leave. We must find this artifact. Let's go.
3: Yes, let us go.
1: Okay, oh, hand, yeah. check. <laughs> hand check. Hand <laughs> check. Show me where your hands are. Okay, let's go. Still getting,
2: <laughs> still getting carried.
1: All right. Uh, unless there, unless there's any other uh, business, uh, we'll back out to the desert. Um Remy gets uh gets his bearing and he uh, he pulls out a compass and he awkwardly tries to uh, talk with Cass as uh you're holding Sarsa and um, <laughs> you guys uh head out in a direction uh, again you're you're traveling uh you know miles up and down these dunes and uh, up and down and um, everybody uh roll a quick uh perception check
3: hmm. That's an eight for me
0: eight for me too.
1: 12 16 23 12 okay carver um as you look over to the side uh you see a, a big a big cloud um that is kind of uh, sand colored uh off over there and it is uh heading towards uh where everybody is where we are yeah it's kind of uh, sweeping across sweeping across the land just this big this big haboob if you will
0: just to inform everyone I am seeing several dunes away a large cloud of sand uh, possibly in storm uh, that is moving in our direction at a rapid pace.
1: What what what
0: do you see? It is a large sand cloud. Uh, uh, the origin is unknown at this time. I can't see that close.
6: Am I able to do a knowledge nature check sure. to see if, I, if I've if i heard of that being around this town for a bit?
3: Sure. Go ahead and roll. I will cast Guidance on him before he does that. Okay. Yeah. You get to roll a D4 and add that number to your ability check. Whoa. That's awesome, man. Just trying to actually use my
1: spells. <laughs> We're going to have them.
6: Oh, sweet. So I got 12. With the d D4, I rolled a 4, so that's a 16.
1: Nice. All right, so um, with, Carver looks at Branch and he says, how, how
4: did you do
3: that? I use uh, my natural uh, winning personality to help uh, make people <laughs> uh, uh, do better.
1: Huh. All right, That's and a- um, with with that role, uh, you do know that um, what is very common around here um, is that uh, every once in a while, this this will happen. This is a natural phenomenon, and it is, uh, you know, of course, a sandstorm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my
2: god uh, <laughs>
6: Quickly, it's getting louder We, we, we need to take shelter now, that's a sandstorm coming Before I get <laughs> it's,
4: already, it's already here
0: <laughs> We're being covered by the, by the
2: late 90s <laughs> we awake to just this carnage of like glow sticks and like fun dip and and like rave clothing uh can i make
6: can uh i think we need to take shelter so can, can i do like a survival check um to like
1: look for so something? as it like a, like uh, a cave does indeed like the banging hits of Darude, it does <laughs> eat you um and it is quite annoying <laughs> Just like the techno music, it is quite annoying. But once you're in it, it's just kind of like background noise. You just kind of go with it. And so it's, it's kind of just...
4: Roll with you're it, You're just right? kind
1: of whatever. But I will have... Um, I, I will have... Uh, Cass, I will have you, um, since you do have the guidance, get a bearing for us. So go ahead and roll a survival check. Stand strong, everybody! They may be loud, but we will not...
6: Move! What? Oh, that's not good. That's that's mm-hmm. actually that's okay. That's okay. I got an eleven plus one so twelve minus one for survival, so
1: uh, eleven. Um, after what seems like maybe a little longer than it should have taken, um, you guys uh kind of begin. The, it kind of changes from uh kind of sand dunes, and you're on a little bit harder of ground, and you're actually kind of coming up some rocks. The uh, sandstorm clears. The music fades out. And uh, what you see before you, you're standing um, just kind of on the edge of like what must have been a a giant crater that uh, has this kind of ring of rock all the way around the sand. And inside uh, it is filled with sand in there as well. And uh, at the very back of this crater, this giant pyramid looking shape, uh, very much like one of like the Mayan pyramids that has... Uh, kind of these um, four four sides with uh, steps going up and a big square um, thing at the very top. Uh, as you guys are looking at it, uh, Remy says, this is it, this is the temple. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a uh, walk down to come uh, back down to where the sand is. You guys see, having now kind of experienced um, what you had before, that this inner sand area, uh, the sand is all moving around a whole lot. And it almost looks like it's, uh, it kind of gives an illusion of it almost looking like, like waves or like on, on a pond, a very still, still water. It kind of moves around just that much. And, um, on closer inspection, you see that there, this is indeed, uh, full of, uh, these are sandworms that are moving around under every once in a while. One will kind of come up and, uh, come back oh, down. God. And so there must be, uh, just thousands of them. So that, that's outside the temple, not inside the temple? Correct. You guys are outside, Correct. so there's the, the big crater filled with sand, all of this uh, moving sand, and then the temple is in the middle of that. And Remy says, we've arrived at the temple of Shamaron."
0: Shamaron. Shah. Shamaran Shamaron. Shamanama.
2: Everybody, Shamaron,
0: Shamaron. Oh,
3: the temple of Shaman.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I feel for you. <laughs>